Welcome to another episode of Onside Punt. Uh, we've got a special, special episode today. Uh, who have we got coming on, Kat? We've got Nathan from Pro Kick Australia. So Pro Kick Australia is the organisation responsible for putting pretty much every Aussie punter straight into the NFL. They're putting them through college, Canadian League as well. And uh, we dive into how this process works, what he puts the boys through and how much success they've had. It's been, it's pretty inspiring. Well, let's not delay. Let's get into the interview. Let's, let's go. go. All right, Nathan, thanks obviously so much for, for joining us today from Pro Kick Australia. Firstly, we just want to get an idea for our listeners on what is Pro Kick and what do they do for your entrance? Pro Kick, what have we done? Been working about 15, 16 years now. Started a few years ago, but it was it's basically about helping guys who were up for a change, who either uh, wanted to get educated, um, had a talent for kicking a football, and you know, sort of joining those two elements together and, and seeing whether we could train them up, send them to college on scholarship so they c- could get their degree. You know, but the better you kick, other opportunities prevail. So, um, you know, a few have gone on to the NFL. So, in essence, after what I thought was my initial run at, um, you know, trying out the NFL was how can I how can I help others get across there and make a better showing than what I did. You sound pretty modest for what you guys have achieved. We looked into it and you've put 190 full scholarships up, $45 million you've saved students in tuition fees, six awards for College Punter of the Year, 15 NFL, CFL contracts. You know, you say it in such a humble way of, oh, just giving giving the boys a hand. But you've achieved quite a fair amount with it. Yeah. Um, you know what we have? You sort of sometimes don't get a chance to look back and go, hey, actually, what have we done? And I technically look after the website. So that number is probably 230 and about 65 mil. Yeah. But it's not, it's sort of, so that the, we sort of try not to oversell what we do, but we just get down to business. Things happen every now and again. We'll update the website with some new figures, but it's it's really not about that. There's so much that goes on. We get really excited when the guys get their degree, and sometimes the stories of where they've come from just really overshadow them getting their opportunity and doing something with it. Sort of overshadows what we feel like we're doing because it, it's really it is weird because we are in Australia. We get to train the guys, and then we send them to America. And while they're going to do their thing, we watch them on TV. But we turn <laughs> up the next day and train the guys who still want to go. So we're in this weird. We're always needing to help guys get to the level they want to get to. And it's a, it is a weird feeling not being able to go and watch games on a weekend because mm. I think we'd probably feel differently. But there's, a, there's a, a level of enjoyment we don't get by just going to a weekend's game of a number of guys playing against each other. So, yeah, we can travel. Again, I just mentioned before, I work with the Richmond football team in the women's program and our season is September through December. Well, that's the college football season. And so that rules that out. But, you know, we're so pumped for, for watching the guys. We try and make sure we watch everyone's first game. You know, but then it's pretty hard to track um, all the guys <laughs> over the weekend. So we've got this saying, if something good happens, it'll be on Twitter. And if something shit happens, it'll be on Twitter. So we get, we get to find out about what's going on. Do you find that um, uh, setting up a pro kick, was that based on your experience of your own experience traveling to America? What was that like for you? Yeah, pretty. I was pretty early on. And I tried for a couple of years. And I, so I, I'd probably practiced for three years on my own just kicking a ball without knowing anyone in America. Yeah. And thought, no, I'm going to do this. But I still didn't really 
I mean, this is 2002. So the, the world of the internet and, you know, social media and that wasn't there. So it was sending over, the, you know, DVDs and mm. Mm. things in the, in the mail as such and sending, maybe sending an email. So I did what I thought was right at the time and had a young family and went across there and did all of the things that I guess um, naivety does and says, well, I'll go across there and I'll spend three weeks in America and if I don't get signed, well, I'm coming home. It's like <laughs> I've given myself a three-week window yeah. to go and work out for an NFL team and, and I wasn't being pushed down the, the college route at that stage. So it was, okay, well, I'll go and play in the NFL. Oh, yeah, okay, that's easy. I'll just go and do that, right? So uh, once I'd been there, they loved it, met a number of um, you know, great people at the Packers, spent some time there, got let go, came back home, went again the next year, met some more coaches, met some people along the way and said, well, look, I ran out of money and time. Okay. I just knew that if I, uh, I spoke to a couple of the coaches I knew and said, hey, listen, I know we've got plenty of guys who can kick in, in Australia. If I just grab a couple and teach them how to kick, will you promise me that you'll look at them, legitimately look at them? And they said, yeah. And I went, right, okay, well, I'm going to do it. So and that's probably much, pretty much how it went. When you were saying you obviously were looking at tapes and that's all the experience you kind of had before you could go over there, didn't have a coach. I did read on your site 95% of the entrants you have have never had experience kicking an NFL or an American football in their lives. How much do, do they know about gridiron or the NFL, the CFL, before they get to you? Yeah, well, well I guess, again, we've gone on a 15-, 16-year journey. Um, along, along with has come all of the, the sports channels. Um, it's on every weekend, ESPN pulling you know shows you can get on yeah and we're obviously telling our guys to watch whatever they can so the knowledge is changing but we it doesn't mean that they've gone down and kicked the ball before so you know they get a bit of a shock on on an assessment day about what it's really like and at the end of the day we need the skill itself to be able to kick we need some strength towards it we look at the you know the height weight length um size ability natural ability and say what have we got to work with here and if we've Again, doing over 200 people, we've seen, I would almost say we've nearly seen every type of tall, short, um, powerful, need to put on weight, like strength, size, all these different things, you know, coming from different abilities, maturity levels. So we've, we've seen so much now we sort of know, okay, yeah, this, this works, this doesn't, uh, this will only work if they work hard. So we've got to give them that information as they get into it. Say, so, hey, listen, it's like, you may not have the most fluent kick. We've got to try and train that. But then all these other the holistic side of it, the other side, the weight, the the mental approach, the what you sacrifice, and are you going to give this up? Like if you want a three hundred thousand dollars scholarship and a degree paid for, then so, so do twenty five thousand kids a year um, mm-hmm. in America. Yeah. So uh, we've got to put them in into that frame. And I often give them the the scenario or example. Who do you barrack for? And they go, Ah, oh, barrack for Connolly. Cool. If Collingwood said, I need you to be in the gym three times a day, I need you to go and sleep in a tent, I need you to eat rabbit stew and you know, <laughs> drink an elixir from the heavens every day for six months and then we'll put you on the list, they'd go, sign me up, I'm doing it tomorrow. Yep. <laughs> right, but we're saying, okay, well, we can put you at Ohio State, you need to train three or four days a week, you need to watch film, um, you need to get in the gym. And they go, uh yeah, but can I go and play footy on the weekend? Like it's sort of like this. Um, we get all sorts. Some are right in and understand it and, and get it, and some are, need some can sort of convincing because they haven't been around it. So 
but it's half the fun and a lot of the a lot of stories along the way. It must be a um, must be a growing sort of market there though for you that's sort of coming out of the AFL sort of system now with the success you've had that highlighting those sort of Australians now in the college system. I was actually in the office talking about pro kick with some colleagues who are a bit younger and they actually talked about it as a natural pathway now after football, which was interesting to hear in that sort of public setting because I come from Wagga, like from country, which I think one of the boys you've got over in the college system come from Wagga. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But it was sort of, I don't, I didn't ever had that grasp of, that understanding of the different pathways outside of Aussie rules. And it seems like pro kick has come as that sort of alternative now when you're sort of lost your way in that football system. And you have you seen that now with the with the younger players or with the yeah, younger Aussie yeah. rules players? Yeah. And again, with school sports, as parents, as uncles, cousins, aunties who maybe seen someone, known someone, a friend who was at school, have seen them on TV. And so I guess that's just that network of a lot of people now knowing someone who's potentially done it and thought, well, I didn't think he was that big a kick, but he's gone over and done it. Or, yeah, he was a good kick, but I'm probably the same. So I guess it plants a seed of imagination and to know that you don't need to be the biggest kick in your state just to go over. You just need to be good. You need to get better. But we've got, you know, I would say not necessarily an advantage. We've got an upside of being having kicked a ball for so long, but just because you kick a ball doesn't mean you're going to be good playing on a Saturday in college in front of 80,000 people with the rush coming at you. So, yeah, there's more to it, but interesting your your wording there about I'll do it after football. Mm. And it's like, I'll do it after football. And a lot of us have grown up thinking, I want to try and make the AFL, I want to try and make professional basketball, professional whatever. And then it's the next option. Great. Don't mind it because you've got to scratch that itch and we don't ever want to take anyone away from what their initial dream might be. But you can certainly start training younger to have plan B in place and have options. And if plan A doesn't work, you're just well along with plan B and plan C, whatever it is. You might be work, a side gig, making some money on the side. There's a whole heap of different things you can do, but... If, you're, if you can express yourself by kicking a ball because you feel like that's a talent of yours, then this is a potential option. You're still going to have to work hard. You're going to have to work real hard. And with the more guys that come down, then the talent, the, the pool of talent just keeps to rise, rising, and that's pretty much you know sort of where it's at. It's not, it's not a given. We've, we've got so many guys across there. Again, the, every year the landscape changes and we've got to adapt with it. And we get guys in different lifestyle circumstances, travel distances and all that to say, well, this is the sacrifice you're in right now. We've got, you know, we've got a, we've got a kid from Spain who's moved from, moved from Spain to come and train with us to get to college in America. We've got Americans moving to Australia to train with us to get back to America to go to college. We've got uh, guys from Ireland moving to Australia to get to America. So we're really fortunate, humble. I'm not sure what the word is. We're thankful that we've been in a position that gives anyone an opportunity but they've all had to come here and work really hard at it. That's incredible. To, to get someone from the States, you know, that it, it's almost like if we, for our podcast, if we had American fans of football listen to Australians talk about it, <laughs> what a win. <laughs> we've, we've done it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we just did a, t- a trip in, um, throughout America, through Texas, and had a, a young guy you know, from the States who'd rang up and say, hey, listen, love to learn a little bit more about your kicking, want to do some stuff. I said, dude, let's go. Come on the trip. And he goes, okay. Got the parents got the phone on the phone with the mum and dad and said, 
well, we're traveling around Texas, and yeah, he was from up in New York, and just like this is what we do: we travel, we train. You know, in terms of our coaches and and what we do and our plan, we had uh, Lieutenant Commander Liz Quinn with us for um, you know, in terms of sports mindset and performance and all that type of thing. She travels with us, and um, so everything that he he just came down in and in got ingrained with everything that we did, made some great mates with us, but just came to learn. And look, you know, this is not an us versus them. This is who wants to learn. And if mm. you want to learn, let's go. We're all in. I'll help anyone. I'm going to lead into firstly, like I had a look at your list of coaches. You're a national brand as well. And so you're all across Australia. But your list of coaches is incredible. Did you want to touch on those? Who have you got in your organization and what they do for your company? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, the coaches is an interesting one because we, we were forever, everyone moves to Melbourne. Why? Because we wanted to ingrain them in a, a big training program that had competition that said, you will be at college, you will have one, two, three guys behind you fighting for your spot. You need to compete. And so for, you know, initially it was like, listen, Sydney, Perth, you know, Adelaide didn't matter. Move to Melbourne. Um, there's your sacrifice. This is where we are. And we would offer, again, another example was, hey, if you wanted to be in a, Australian Ballet and their mm. main class was in Sydney, you would have to go to Sydney to do it. So just trying to get guys to understand that's what's required to get to the States. But our coaches, Tom Hornsey, uh, Geelong, mm. uh, moved back, Ray Guy winner, um, spent some time at the Dallas Cowboys, you know, an amazing talent, our first our first Ray Guy winner. So to have him on board, uh, you know, phenomenal. Kimmy Hutch in Queensland, runs our Brisbane side. Uh, David Loney, he went to, to Cal Berkeley. Uh, we didn't train Dave, but once we got to know him, he was just perfect fit for, for help and working with us. Uh, he's on the Gold Coast. Adelaide, Josh Groudon. Josh Groudon was LSU, West Virginia, came back, gone into Adelaide. That's where he lives. Started, you know, helped him build up his brand of the kicking consultant. He's got seven squillion followers and does a whole... <laughs> You know, mirage of yeah. things on the TikToks yeah. and that, which I haven't got quite there yet. <laughs> um, you know, which is great. Uh, we've got we've got two guys in Sydney at the moment, might not fully be listed Mitch Crawford and uh, David Belcom. Dave Belcom was the UIW, Mitch Crawford was uh, down at UTEP and Michigan State for a year. Mackenzie Morgan, he's in Perth. We've got he, he was uh, NC State, then he went to Weber State, mm-hmm. and then he went Temple. So, all like. Again, Timmy Gleeson, he's in Melbourne. Timmy Gleeson, one of our original second or third year guys, uh, came through with his brother, Will Gleeson, who went to Ole Miss. Timmy went to Wyoming for a year, uh, had a really interesting journey there, um, and then ended up at Rutgers. And so if you see anything around, um, you know, from a, a Rutgers point of view, he's all over it because it's his, you know, it's his alma mater that he keeps pushing everyone to go, they've got to go to Rutgers. So <laughs> yeah. That's great. So accessible, talent. accessible yeah, in any yeah. city. It's not only in Melbourne, across Australia. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Johnny and Johnny Smith. Johnny Smith, great kicker. Known Johnny since day one. Uh, I think he was playing in the Victorian footy team, uh, Victorian gridiron team when he was fifty. Great kicker, knowledge, uh, just knows everything that I forget, and and so much more. Knows coaches, knows rules, knows, um, you know, does the academics, does uh, does everything. So yeah, she's pretty cool. Pretty cool group. I had a question about uh, you were talking about the qualities you're looking for in your entrance. Having a bit of a read through it, it's not just the physical ability 
since you're setting them up for scholarships, there's academics, you know, levels they have to hit and character. I just wanted to know what are the challenges and what are the helpful pathways that you guys kind of help them there? Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of that sort of stuff that we've had to guide players through, um, you've got to drop the ego. You've never played the game. So you kicking a football in the backyard and you smoking one 60 metres, <laughs> says you have some talent that you can you can kick. But doing the job, having four kicks a game, no warm-ups, no redos, no anything, base and, and getting your career to where you want it to be, takes skill, takes patience, takes you know, mental approach to it and takes time to perfect. So if you come in thinking it's easy, well, like we've got to really change that. And to be honest, that can be done in 15 minutes. It can be done in five kicks. That's a catch this, get off in 1.1. Oh, sorry, you hit it in the wrong spot. Oh, that wasn't far enough. Oh, that was a miss hit. Give me another go. Oh, sorry, that was a nice juicy ball. Let's get a brand new one. So, oh, actually, we haven't put the helmets and pads on yet. Oh, cool. Oh, right. Actually, let's add people running at you. Right? That's and what I was wondering that's about. That's new, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. new. Mm. Yeah. So it's about potential, right? What have you got the potential? Then the hard work begins. And you've got to learn piece by piece. New mechanics, technical areas, um, muscle memory that you may have kicked the ball for 15 years doing things a certain way, we might need to retrain that. So there's no, I mean, some guys come in with just a real smooth natural ability and we've got to work with a bit of a hybrid. Of, uh, let's not turn them into a big high leg guy because that's not what they do. So, But then once they get through that, we've got to put them with the right coach who wants what they've got to offer. You know, we have to be pretty firm with them at training. We don't often, again, it's sort of funny, we don't smile, when I say smile much, it's always, no, well, yeah, nice kick, well done, you did, that's your job. Like, it's this, we've sort of got to give them that, this is just the benchmark that I have to perform at every level. And the punter doesn't get the joy and the love, right? Every now and again they do, and, yeah, you know, if they kick a good one, they might do a fancy dance move or something like that, cool. <laughs> but to get to that position to do it takes a lot. To get to that position, perform well in a game, get the coach's trust, there's so much that has to happen, which is just do your job, do your job, do your job. Great, but we've got to, we've got to push you a little bit. We've got to see where you, where you bend and where you potentially snap and go, okay, well, how's this going to fit into a college situation? How's this going to fit if you said this to a coach? What's that mean? This is not Aussie rules. This is not high school football. This is not anything. This is a totally different system and game that you need to be aware that the cultures that you've never been around, the, the physical size of players that you've never been around, the different uh, uh, affluences and cultures that get you not around and the, the dynamics of everything, you've got to embrace it. But if you just think you're going to do it when you get over there, then it's going to be a real shock. So we've got to try and find that out along the way. And that can take six months. Is it and a... Sorry, is it a stricter, as you said, it's a different culture. So, you know, Homie himself is, is grown up in footy teams um, and I had basketball. But as you say, the coaching level, is it you've got to be far more respectful than generally they are in Australia? They're a lot harder on their players. What's that kind of communication or culture difference that your entrance might not be expecting? There's different levels. Like it might, there'll be coaches. And we're probably, what we're trying to do is prepare them for the worst mm-hmm. of Yes, coach, and coach never talks to you. Mm. And you need to be okay with that. If you go sourcing, hey, coach, how was I today? And he hasn't got time because he's dealing with 40 other players and students and he's the tight ends coach, special teams coach, never kicked the ball in his life. And he's like, Mm. dude, just kick the ball, will you? Like, (laughs) 
you got to understand what that might be like to go, oh, but I don't know where I'm at and how am I going? I want to, I want feedback. Like he'll give you feedback, but it might just not be what you want to hear. <laughs> so we're sort of saying, listen, let's prepare you for that. And then let's hope you get the guy who's hey, all about um, watching film with you. It's all about, hey, how do we do this better? Listen, I've never kicked, so teach me. So, right? so there's different sides of it, but we're going to prepare him for the worst. And then, because you can have the greatest coach you've ever had, and then a year later he transfers to another school and they get someone who's old school and just says, you need to kick it where I want, otherwise we're doing sled run. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's the, the, balance, the balance is tricky. Um, some players, some students sort of take a while to adjust to that because, like, you know, pretty like, – do, do we – you know, do we smile much? Do we laugh? Do we have a lot mm. of fun? When no- normally with a big group of people, you just you spend your time telling off someone who's doing something stupid. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, you never get a chance to, you know, be all happy and jovial because there's always some loose unit doing something stupid, kicking the ball in the wrong spot. Do you generally find that the Australians are pretty adaptable to the college sort of system, knowing sort of it's that sports education system and – like you said, you're going to be playing in front of the 70,000 people and you have to perform. How do it, is Australian personalities welcomed in that sort of college system? Are we, are they looking for us now as to be a part of their culture? Yeah, they are, but it still takes, it's still, ta- like, we're asking a hundred new players to embrace us. Yep. And so we're sort of saying, listen, you need to go over there. And I'm not saying that anyone does or doesn't. We, we're trying to encourage them to say, listen, you need to go and, interact you need to go and find out who your teammates are and mm. some of them might not really talk to you because they don't spend any time with a specialist well that's okay too if you start to do your job they'll rely on you and then they'll talk to you more and others are just yeah, you, know, you might spend more time with them so you're sort of saying hey i need to ask questions i need to engage in hanging out with them culture doesn't matter but uh, f- family does if you talk to them and ask questions and say hello and are polite and friendly you'll make friends mm. Brilliant. Um, so Nathan, sort of what, what age group are we looking for in terms of pro kick and how, if I'm, I'm looking to come across to pro kick to show my skills, how do we, how do we find you? How do we come across to you? Yeah. It generally starts with an email or a phone call. Um, and we'll get a few, I guess we'll get a couple of details about what you've done, what's your age, height and weight, what's your, what have you done at school, high school? Have you been to university? Um, that's one side of things. The other's, uh, setting up time to come down for an assessment. And again, that's either we'll get an email to our our main page, but if you're in Adelaide, we'll set you up with a, a coach in Adelaide, get you connected so that you can have an assessment. Uh, the assessment, look, it's pretty, there's, there's two options. You either come down depending on, you know, your time frame during the day, work, school, your hours, are you free to come to a main training session? So you get a great look at where you fit, but what it looks like at training. You look at how many guys are your age, What's the skill level like? Where do you fit? Are you biggest kick in our program from day one? Are you middle range? Are you uh, bottom end? But in essence, we're just going down, we're kicking torps. Mm-hmm. So we All try right. and say, hey, listen, let's not, don't overthink this. I literally set them up and say, I'm not even going to talk to you for 20 minutes. Just go and kick. We'll watch you. But it's not about what you do for us today. It's not about how good you are or what you think you need to know. This is show us your talents, get comfortable kicking around the boys, and then just launch one. Because if you can do it once, it's actually then our job to teach you to do it 10 times in a row. So once you understand that and you feel a bit calmer, then we sort of see the, 
the strengths or the natural abilities come out. Yeah, and then really look, it's a it's a it's a catch up. We try and say, can you kick forty five yards in four point five seconds of hang time as a starting level, which is sort of weird, and that's almost um, no matter your age. We say, can you do that? Why? Because that's the level. Mm. If you can do that from day one, we're in great spot because that's a great kick at college. I guess we call it invitation only, but uh, if you if you can handle the forty five and four five or thereabouts you get an invitation to the program. Is, is there any certain attributes that make you a better punter? Is, is tall, being tall an advantage or shorter disadvantage? Or is there anything like that? Um, oh, you'd, you'd probably always say taller means you've got a longer lever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but you still need to put the things in the right place to, to maximise the strength of the mechanics. Yeah. Um, and then we can have uh, shorter guys, but just who are really strong and, can muscle the ball a little bit more. So if I had to answer the question, okay, tall's great. We can work with it. But um, you can roost one. You can roost one. If you can roost one, I see. Again, um, yeah, there's some guys who just have a real natural timing of the ball, mechanics Mm. and technical side of it are, 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 not say flawless, but pretty good. And with less effort, they just seem to smoke it. And it's like, brilliant. Let's just have those. Great, right? But I think uh, homie's only asking, so you can see if he's still eligible to, to have <laughs> a kick. There's not a chance. I can't even kick 30. Uh, <laughs> what was the hang time? 45 seconds? Yeah. Well, yeah. Come, come down, bring your boots and uh, warm up your hemi. Cause it'll, it might... That's, I said to yeah. you earlier, I would definitely do a string straight up. Like it's, <laughs> but I really want to get yeah. down and have a look. I think it, yeah. it's a it's But it amazing. is fun. Yeah. The beauty about what we try and offer is if – just make the phone call, send the email, and come down. And if it's not what you want to hear and it's not – like we have guys who come down and they work out it's not for them, but they can kick. And we're like, ooh, we're going to send you to a good school. And they're like, eh, that's all right. I'm like, <laughs> great, work it out. But rather than say, yeah, I could have done that, or yeah, I could probably do that, just come down because it means you can just move on to what's next. This might be what's next, or it might not be. But it, it sort of puts something to bed. We have so much uh, respect for guys who do that and just go, tell me the truth. And we go, well, listen, you're just miles off it. Can't do anything about it. It's like there's, there's so much work to do. You can sort of see where how many guys are above you. And that's fine. And they go, well, okay, cool. But I've done it. And we go, good on you for putting your hat in the ring and giving it a go. And going, oh, okay, that's not going to work for me. Cool. Okay, I can let that go. And move on. Like, there's so much respect for anyone to do that. I'll be sending that email. Don't worry about that. Oh, I'll be I'm, flying to Melbourne to watch that one. <laughs> no, I'll go to Geelong. It's a nicer drive, I think. <laughs> I'm really interested. It's it's a pretty cool. It's amazing what you're offering. I just think it's like it, it's something that I just wasn't aware of as like growing up in the country. Obviously, we've had Jack come out of the Wagga area, which is obviously highlighted in the papers. But just uh, having like I think growing up in country wagga you sort of didn't know that there was these opportunities and i think you're you're giving this opportunity to the youth is just incredible like what a what yeah. a pathway what an opportunity for them to to go and get an education as well that's incredible mm. that you seems like you're growing like young men if that makes sense some of them have come from really rough backgrounds and not much education etc and so they grow up but again they're putting themselves in a position to go and move not out sometimes just not out of home but across the other side of the world 
So there's a lot that goes with it. Again, we just went through Texas, had a great trip. We took 31 players with us, like five staff, six minivans, just went around Texas and visited all these schools and kicked everywhere. It was unbelievable. We get to Dallas. Alex Mastromano is at Florida State. He flew in from Florida, right, uh, to come and catch up because we were in Dallas. We had uh, Flemo, he came from New York, come down. Um, Danny Pascarello, uh, again, Penn State, Maddie was at Stetson. Like we had guys coming from all over the country to just come and turn up. Players were turning up that were at schools to come and meet, have a beer, and go like friends for life mm. who just love each other's company and get around each other and help each other. Like, the, like these guys are just stalwarts of coming through with a group of guys who stay connected. They travel and with each other. They catch up with each other where they can. But to think that they. You know, spend their time and everything just of a weekend to fly halfway across the country just because we're there for 24 hours. Like, yeah. unbelievable. Love it. That's awesome. Incredible. That's so cool. And you've had a high level of success as well. I was sort of reading the current Australians in the NFL, and I think you had about 60% of them have come through your organization, the current players. It must be an amazing feeling watching them debut or I don't, you probably don't get time to reflect on it because, like you said, you, you keep rolling on to the next one. But if you do get time to reflect, it must be pretty incredible to see what you can yeah, yeah. Uh, I was super fortunate on this trip I went over a, a, a week early before our trip started and spent you know three days at the 49ers with Mitch Wisnowski and the coaches so the OTAs wow. are on and got time to work with Mitch work with the coaches work on um, kicking you know like just looking at how they get the best out of Mitch uh, so fortunate to be able to do that like it was unbelievable um you know, in the meetings and the team meetings and special teams meetings, like it was unbelievable. Went on the trip and then got to do the same thing at the Houston Texans with Cam Johnson. Like, so <laughs> there are some real great moments. And and we have the same thing. I spent, yeah, three days, a couple of days at the Texans, um, you know, working with their coaches and, and getting to know them and helping them help their player so that they can perform like, it's probably, yeah, again, a real highlight of mine to be able to go and do that and um, and hopefully do more of it. But we still get, we also get the same joy out of, we've gone to TCU, work with Geordie Sandy and his coach and just talk football and, hey, what are you doing here and why do you say that and how do we say this? Oh, have you thought about and just spitballing ideas about how to get the most out of a player because there's still a coaching-player relationship that, a coach and a coach can talk together sometimes differently than a coach and a player can talk. And the player might be going, let's do this, why don't we do this? But the coach is like, no, that doesn't work. But if it comes from a different coach, it can sound totally different. So there's, um, yeah, going to, to meet some of these players. We're at UTSA, met the coaches. They just embraced us, got to, you know, talk shop. Look at, you know, Lucas Dean, who's there at the moment last year. Like, just talk about, what these players have brought to their team and how respected they are, but then being able to talk really close with the coaches about it. Okay, how can you improve this? Like, yeah, it's pretty special. Well, you've got a, a number of alumni in the NFL and across colleges, but my my first question I thought of was just who do you back? You know, you played for the Packers, but who do you back <laughs> now? Yeah. Um, yeah, good question. Well, I'd like to say whoever looks like they're going to make the Super Bowl. <laughs> we'll go with them first. But um, you know, watching, watching any of those guys, we're pretty fortunate. There's yeah, three or four guys who 
play each other a lot. And mm. um, I, I generally, after each of those games, will get a little picture that they've had pre-game or after the game and they just stand next to each other, you know, arm around each other mm. and having a photo. So I, uh, good question. I was a, oh, would I have said I was a Steelers fan? Not sure. It's got the right beanie on, Dave. Yeah, well, it's got Rafi, the right beanie Rafi, on. Rafi, yeah. um, I think when you play the game or play the sport or have played any pro sport, you have a soft spot, but maybe you're not quite a hardcore fan. So mm. a little bit like that. I've got some colours that I like, um, <laughs> but yeah, you just you just want them to do well. Oh, okay, so so we're not getting an answer there. All right. <laughs> I understand. It's not the charges, I guess. Which is unfortunate. Yeah, it'll only it'll only be a team that we've got a guy in. Yeah, yeah. No, but no, I, I've got perfect. a soft spot. Well, I do have a soft spot for the Packers, absolutely. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. You can't. You maybe because you you being uh, I guess cl- keeping it close to your chest. But do you have a team this year that you've seen? You know, in the off season, all the moves that have been happening, it's been immense but do you have a team that you think could uh surprise everybody or who do you think is going to take it to the super bowl oh it's a big one. <laughs> oh, i still think the 49ers have everything they need i think they do i think they've got everything they need need someone to be able to throw the ball yeah like, someone who, got guys. who isn't recovering but, from surgery <laughs> yeah so if they've got someone who can do that i think they're in pretty good shape Great call. Mine's a little bit different. I wanted to know if you could strip anyone out of the current AFL at the moment and take them across to the NFL as a punter. Who's that player you would you mm. would take? Are there any current AFL players you reckon you'd strip across straight away? Good question. Well, I work at Richmond, so I can't say any Richmond players because then I'll get sacked. <laughs> Con- contractually. Well, 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 Dusty, said he, Dusty said he wanted to be a quarterback back in. Back there a little yeah. while ago. So. Yeah. Um, oh, I mean, again, we've always we've always liked the look of Trent McKenzie. He was playing. He's a beautiful left foot. But like, there's so many guys. There are, look, there are so many guys. I I won't put it, I won't put a name on it. I, and to be honest, I probably don't watch enough AFL football to know all the players in it. It's a um, well, I've my hands full with uh, with oh, yeah. two with two jobs. So I watch a couple of, <laughs> a couple of, a couple of people that I get or a couple of teams I'm interested in watching, but um, I tend to, tend to stick in, stay in the lane a little bit. I wouldn't have mind seeing Buddy in his prime. Would have liked to have seen what he could have produced. That would have been yeah. an interesting one. Or Zach well, well, yeah, well, yeah. We'll see. And there's some guys who can kick, right? Mm. But they're still kicking like an AFL talk. And that, like, it looks good when it comes off, but how often do they try? It's that, it's that, point of your ball, it comes off a little bit different and it can look good and they can smack it a mile, but does their way actually fit into mm. the system required for, you know, blocking purposes and where the pressure's coming from and too much of an arc causes trouble. Uh, so, you know, like power, absolutely. Ability, absolutely. But you still have, have would have to refine some of their stuff and it's, um, yeah, they might just give me the you know, jump, but um, <laughs> well, we though we might have to change some things. We, we were talking about Michael Dixon's um, double punt the other day, and I think Buddy would be perfectly suited for the second <laughs> punt. I think that's how that would go. Yeah. Well, I was hoping Dicko had kicked it on his left. Would have, yeah. The internet would have broke. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, well, it broke the commentary at the time. Oh. They had no idea what was going on. It was great. Yeah. And it was, 
It, it was so cool. And I, I did see things at the time. Oh, he's just, you know, scooped it up. And no. um, yeah. it's like, no, I don't care what sport you play, even if it's in the backyard, run and just, just scoop it up one hand like that's tricky, let alone big stage, people coming at you. So to have the, have the nous and composure to do it, unbelievable, mm. unbelievable. Um, so certainly a skill that is taught, but to <laughs> execute it on in mm. those environments is unbelievable. It looked like second nature to him at the time, and I think yeah. it's worth all the hype that he got for it. Oh, the yeah. slow mo is incredible when he takes it when he picks it up. I, yeah. I can't believe he did that. That was, yeah. I love it yeah. so much. And yeah. good on Dicko. Just got engaged the other day, so uh, yeah, oh, awesome. big shout out to him and his beautiful fiance, and uh, wish them all the best when they uh, finally get hitched. It's wonderful. <laughs> all right, Dave. Did you have anything else for Nathan? No, just um. I did want to know, is there any left footers? Is that not a thing at all in the... No, they love college. They love I love lefties. They, they, they think the ball spins the other way and returners freak out about it. Um, <laughs> I'm going, okay. So, <laughs> I mean, it can sort of, I guess it can be a little hairy. Um, but, yeah, some coaches love lefties because the, the ball just, the ball flights a little different. Yeah, and if you can get any hesitation... From a returner, they'll take it. Brilliant. Awesome. All right. Well, Nathan, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Nathan from Pro Kick Australia. Their camps are all around. You can get them on the website. I believe it's prokickaustralia.com. Is that it. right? Uh, just .com. Yeah. I used, com? To have t- I used to have T-shirts that said .com.au. And I... <laughs> <laughs> I'll have one. <laughs> yeah. That was my marketing degree, not paying off. well hit him up on instagram twitter online anything like that thanks so much for joining us nathan really appreciate it thanks james anytime cheers thanks mate thanks again to nathan chapman for joining us from pro kick australia that's just uh incredible what they do what a great insight, Kev. That's like what an what a what an amazing pathway they've created. And I guess we'll probably be looking to go down and have a kick ourselves. Yeah, we <laughs> we will be. We did we did ask Nathan this, and uh, you know he's invited us along to potentially go uh, watch a training. And if if you're lucky, Dave, bring your boots and, and have a kick. Oh no, that'll be street. That'll be street all day. <laughs> if you are interested or know anyone who'd be interested in getting in touch with ProKick Australia, reach out to them on Instagram or on their website, ProKickAustralia.com. If you enjoy this content, make sure to follow us on Spotify and Apple iTunes. Uh, give us a subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of the action. And follow us on uh, Instagram at Onside Punt for uh, videos of our interview. Until then, stay on side and get ready for the next episode. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, homie. Bye.